everyone. Hope you're doing good. I'm here today, ping pong pizza party, with my buddy Linda Velarde, president of the BNBA. Appreciate oh. you being here. And uh, you look great, by the way. Oh, thanks. You I feel do. good. You look healthy. You look happy. And I'm pretty happy, and I'm awesome. pretty nervous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> This is weird. No, yeah. but it's fun. It's fun. I uh No, I'm so happy you're I'm doing this too. Thanks. I'm just trying to have some fun and and help help everyone and help myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and so mountain biking, obviously I'm super passionate about. Uh we have a really amazing situation going on here in no El Paso kidding. with our mountain right in the middle of town and it seems like when Lily and I moved back to El Paso cuz we moved out to Florida so she could go to nursing school. We were gone for like 4 years. Right. We moved back a couple of years ago and we went out to the trailhead in the Northeast and I was like, holy crap, there are way more mountain bikers than I ever remember. Mm-hmm. And a lot of less bike shops and I don't know, just a lot changed. Um, some for the better, some not so much. But uh, one of the things that also changed was that I just found out was that you were president of the BNBA, which right. made me smile hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, and talking to Dave on the first episode that I did of the podcast, uh, we talked a lot about about the BNBA and what's kind of going on. Well, he's leaving. He he used to be uh, what vice president. Uh, yeah, he something? was vice president. You know, they he they've been on the. You know, there's several people that've been on the board forever. It's yeah. really actually a fun board to be on because um, we get to go out on the trails and we get to bike and we get to do really cool things. Um, but yeah, so he was he was vice president last year, and then things kind of got reorganized reorganized this year, and so now I I'm president of since January no since February, and then uh, Susie Edwinson is vice president, and I, Wayland's been on the board for a while. He's our treasurer, and then Rodney Dubois, he's our secretary. He's also been with the BNBA for a long, long time. Awesome. So, and we have some new new faces. Mario is new. We have Joe Gadibai, who's on the Open Space Advisory Board, and Mark Wancho, who's also on Open Space Advisory Board. So, yeah, one of my one of my plans as president was to get all of us out there on other boards that concern open space, because um, I think it's important for uh, to for other organizations to have the perspective of a mountain biker. Um, and who and people who are actually using those trails, and so open space was a given. Um, Frontera is a little hard to get on, um, but but I'm working that angle because I think they need they need someone from the BMB on their board as well. The Frontera Land Alliance. Frontera Land yeah. Alliance. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, and and it's also um, and I also wanted you know us to be good partners with people. Um, instead of pushing them away, absolutely. You know, instead of key. thinking they're bad people, we we need to bring them in. And yeah. so, Frontera is one of them. The state park is another one. Absolutely. Um, open space again. That open space advisory board with the city. You know, as difficult as the city is, we need to be working with them so we can get what we want and we can have them do what we want. But we have to play nice. We can't be. You know, we can't. We can't push them away. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, I just talked to uh, my buddy Philly <clears throat> yesterday on on the second episode of the pod, and we were talking about uh, do-it-yourself 
kind of DIY skater made skate park mm-hmm. that they're working on. And the, the project is, is sounds really awesome. They're working with TxDOT and with the city. Mm-hmm. They've got their backing. Uh, it was the attitude that they, they had going into it. Just like you said, let's not be, you know, draw lines. Adversarial. Right, exactly. Let's work together on this. And that's all really big projects and beautiful things get done. And that's one thing that, again, El Paso, I feel like um, time and time again, I've noticed it it lends itself to that. The attitude Mm -hmm. and the vibe of the city and the people, you know, are generally pretty friendly and cool. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for all the work that you've been doing. Yeah, Um, we got a lot of projects going. And so I want to talk about uh, a couple of things. Um, So with with after talking to Dave again, he's on his way out. We're going to miss him. At least I will. I love that dude. Um, Going forward, uh, and again, me being gone for a few years, uh, and then this is also for for people who just are just getting into into it, right? Probably don't even know what the BNBA is. Mm -hmm. Um, What are those goals? You say, you know, this is what we want, but what is it that you want? Uh, What are those goals and and how can we help to get those things done? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Dave Wilson, we owe him a debt of gratitude. He's done a lot for El Paso trails. He's, you know, a great mountain biker. He's a good guy. Um, he's ready to move on. And, but we do, I, you know, I'm really thankful to him for what he's done and creating the, being part of the BMBA and the puzzler and, you know, everything that he's done is really amazing. He's just, he's leaving us a treasure and, and I'm so happy to keep carrying it forward. Right. And so, um, so one of the, I can give you a list of several projects that, that we're, we want to continue, obviously the puzzler. Yes. Uh, to me, I feel like it is a really good fundraiser. I did listen to the podcast and, you know, Dave has his opinions about that, but I, you know, every organization needs to have a good fundraiser and, that is going to be a great race in 2022. It's, we're I promise you, it's going to be incredible. And so we're looking at hiring a race director. Awesome. And, um, you know, we know how to do some of the stuff, but it'd be really nice. What we really want to do is we want to grow that race yeah. and maximize it as, as much as we do want to make money too, right? Um, which ultimately, um, you know, that money does go back into the trails and the state park. Um, and I can get to that later, but that that's one of the things that I had set out in a strategic or an action plan for the year was we need to find a race director. We need to pay him because Dave's leaving. Right. And he, he was good. He was probably going to push to get paid if he was going to do it again anyway. And I wouldn't have had any problem with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the other thing that we wanted, what we're, we're working on is bringing back um, the 12 hour. Yes. Which I think is going to yes. be in, in November. And <clears throat> it's not so much going to be a BMBA event. I'm not really sure the details of it yet, but Mario is, is wants to bring it back and he approached us and we're going to help him out with Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Yeah. He so, needs some help with that. That's uh, any yeah. race at like the puzzler yeah. or the, or the 12 hour even the the Coyote Classic, um, those are those are hard to put on. You need a team of passionate, hardworking people yeah. that are that are in it for the right reasons to to make something like that happen at that scale. And so, if you're going to grow the, it's already huge. If you're going to grow the puzzler, um, the twelve hours is going to come back. That yeah, we need yeah. we need to come together for that. 
And so part of bringing these races back, because we're also talking about the Coyote Classic and making it a mountain bike and running race. And we're, we're already envisioning the t-shirt as uh, Roadrunner and... Uh, Wiley? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah some of the <laughs> original is, ones yeah. were Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, and, and so the way that's working out with these other races coming to us, because there's also a trot race in November that we're going to provide, you know, a, a station a rest station at the roundhouse, which it's, it's a trail running race. But so the way that's working out and that was part of my plan was to provide seed money to these organizations that want to do it. And we in turn give them, you know, access to the roundhouse or whatever, if we need to do something with lost dog trailhead. Um, and then, and get a percentage back from it because totally. I, I think that that's worthy. I think you know if we're going to give them something and and seed money, we get that seed money back and maybe a percentage of registrations or whatever that whatever the case may be. You know the details will still need to be hammered out, right. but I think that's a good way to bring money in. And the general um, picture, like I, I like, I love what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Bringing back these events that bring people together, bring mountain bikers together, bring the city together. We would rally around these events when I was growing up and, you know, working at the bicycle company, the Coyote Classic and the 12, well, we invented the 12 hour, basically Mike Rossin, when he owned the bike company, um, that, that was our thing. And then, yeah. uh, and then when it fizzled away, it was, um, it was a sad thing. A lot of people missed it. And then it was gone for a little bit, but of course, COVID, you know, and, yeah. and just a bunch of things. But uh, I think that's great because that those types of events get people out on the trails, not only to train, um, but it gives you something to look forward to. And then when you're at the race, Dave and I talked about this. It's it's that sense of community. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. camping and it's just fun. It's fun and it's healthy. It's good. Right. It's what we need. People need stuff like that. So it's also it's, an opportunity yeah. to learn about trails and why we need to keep them maintained yep. and, you know. And it's a good time to educate you yep. whenever you have that many people at, in one spot and you know, it's, you've got the crowd and it's like, you, okay, well let's uh, uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about, put the message out there, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily like preach or anything, but, but just educate, you know, right. we were talking about um, all these rake and ride trails and, yeah. and all these, all these things that people are doing that aren't cool. Yeah. And it, and I really feel like, um, at least for some, they just don't know. You know, right. a lot of times when people are messing up, it's like not because they're bad people. Right. They I just agree. don't know any better. And you say, hey, actually, this is the cool way to do it or not to. Exactly. And then, oh, okay. And then they learn. So having that many people together, that'll bring bring them out Yeah. And in one spot. And then you can uh, implement some sort of, you know, education in some way. Right. I don't know. Just well, an idea. I mean, we could take that opportunity right now um, to, to for your listeners to tell them, Let's say, you know, you tell me, Richie, why shouldn't you cut a trail? Because, well, the erosion, basically. Exactly. It comes all the way, it just always boils down I mean, to erosion. That's the biggest part of it. Um, we had, you know, I had an argument with somebody on social media that just didn't understand why it was so bad. And it was, a, you know, a cut trail on, on Brujos, which is pretty tough. And, you know, if, and basically the comments were, if you have to cut a trail to ride that, you shouldn't be on that trail. You yeah. need to work your way up it. <laughs> exactly. Right? But the other, and um, so that's another thing. 
but the flora and the fauna is destroyed. Exactly. You know, and so there's a couple trails that were built during the pandemic. They're going to get washed out when we get a big rain. Yep. You know? And the rain's coming. The rain is coming. I just yeah. had a conversation with uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world, Robert Newman. He's uh, he's an OG. I actually have photos of him mm-hmm. <laughs> up in the shop. <laughs> and he he's the trail boss. Uh, all, anyone out there? Shout out to Robert Newman. He's a sweet dude. I, yeah. I want to get him on here, but I don't know if yeah, he'll agree cool. to it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, had a wonderful conversation with him. We're talking about the trails and uh, he went he went to some classes, uh, to some trail, I think Imba classes, some trail uh-huh. building yeah, specific classes. And they talk, they talk nothing about, or sorry, it's almost as if the only thing they talk about is erosion uh-huh. and how to prevent erosion when yeah. you're building a trail. You have to think about different grades and when the water comes, what's it going to do? And the thing about it Which is- Which way the water's going to flow. Where is it going to flow? And if it, and if it gains traction down a trail, it's going to cut a gully. And then once you have that rut, then it's just, that's it. You, there's no way to, to fill that back in. Right. You just- Yeah. All, then you have an arroyo eventually. Right. Um, and it's- And it'll, so affect, it'll affect everything under, down- yeah, you know, it's just not a good idea. There's a there is a a, a method and a science behind building there, a sustainable, yes. fun trail, yeah. and there's plenty of training that people need to and certifications and th- things like this. So mm-hmm. that's the state park um, trusted and still does uh, Robert Newman to go out there and survey and plan out. Did he build carefully. Newman's? Uh, he did. Yeah. He did, yeah. Well, it's so um, wink, wink, you know, Newman's Trail is because there's a Newman power plant out there uh-huh. so that it's named after the um, uh. Newman power plant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, he, he, that made him kind of grin a little bit when That's we put funny, the signs yeah. out there. Surprised. But yeah. uh, he's built some of the, the best trails, Soto Forest. Oh, did he um, really? Oh, yeah, so that's cool. my favorite trail. I just love that trail. Uh, yeah, Newman's the uh, the new trail that's out on the um, in Tommy State Park, the one that goes up uh, towards the oh geez, towards the Conwood Spring. Like if uh-huh. you park at the is it Mon- not not Mondays, right? If you park at the little parking lot mm-hmm. where Sneed's Quarry parking lot. Mm-hmm. You can go right, so you at the trailhead, you can go from the parking lot, you can go right up the mountain. There's a, like that rock scree, mm-hmm. that rock garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so instead of going up that, to the right, you take a right, so you're heading south right. from the trailhead. Um, there's a, a new trail that kind of zigzags up yeah. and then skirts along the mountain and goes all the way to Conwood, or supposed right. to anyway. And that was his plan, was to to bypass that rock scree for hikers to get up to the Cottonwoods, bringing them right. up to Mundy's Gap easier. And it's a it's an awesome trail. People can access that trail. Hikers and bikers can access that trail very easily. Yeah. And and just looking at it, comparing it to other, these rake and ride trails, you notice the quality difference. Right. It's it's there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the um, we got off on a tangent with yeah. the trail building, but... Uh, well, we were talking. Education, talk, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and that—that's that, the big part of it. And actually, um, we the MBA did some volunteer work with Sasad to go connect that trail, the Cottonwood Springs Trail, to Mundy's. And I think that's all connected now. Awesome. So yeah. I haven't been up there since we moved back. Yeah, so that, I'm like that was a couple of years ago. Here. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. But yeah, I think, you know, this is a good opportunity and I hope your listeners are, are listening and understanding why, you know, we get so upset about a cut trail <laughs> yeah. or even a new trail. Um, the cuts also, as, as long as we're educating, the cuts also, I heard a podcast call it, um, what do they call it? A spaghetti monster, right? Yeah. And so that's what it looks like. And when you're getting ready, you know, you're going out for a ride and you know where you're going to go and you got, you take a cut, you're all of a sudden lost, right? And for new riders, that's a problem because now we're going to have to get, maybe get search and rescue out, you know, where had they followed the original trail, they, you know, what you, we have on, on MTB project and all trails and all of that, these new connections are not on there. And so, you know, there's that possibility of getting lost. Right? And that's and dangerous. For, yeah. When I was working dangerous. at the state, when I was working at the state park back in 2000, <clears throat> uh, what was it? 13, 14. Um, we, yeah, the mountain rescue would have to get called out. You could mm-hmm. be, that's the thing about El Paso and, or in the desert, like you could be just a mile or two away yes. from the city. You could see the city. You see the road up on a hill, yeah. but you're an eternity away from safety. If something goes wrong, you twist an ankle, break yeah. a leg or something, don't have water. It's the middle of the afternoon. You could die quickly, right? right? Or be in big trouble. And you're right. Being yeah. lost uh, is one of those things that happens You know, when you have all these spider web, spaghetti trails. Like you're yeah, saying. spider totally. webs, right? Yeah, yeah. spaghetti monsters. Um, yeah, and so, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's that's an important detail that that people don't really consider our mountain is serious business it's not anything to be like you know taken for granted you, it is serious out there yeah it's and you need beautiful, to be prepared totally it commands respect yeah and it's beautiful it's here for us and we're here for it or that's the way yeah. i think it should be and um not to discourage people from going out and riding i'm not trying to like scare anyone absolutely like, oh, you not no. don't you're because you're gonna die if you're a mile away like that's not what i'm saying um we put but there's a way to be cool about it. Yeah. For yeah, sure. we need to respect our mountain and, and our trail systems. Going back to these events, yeah. I think that's a number one, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to go. The puzzler yeah. is the shit. I love it. <laughs> and the twelve hour especially. Oh, I need to talk to Mario and get yeah. him on here and talk about that. I'm gonna call him up later. Anyway, um that's great. So events, uh, which can yeah. piggyback education on top of that. Yeah. At the events. Yeah, I you know, I was gonna segue from um from uh, the state park and the mountain with, with other things that we're doing. So um, we are spending our money, by the way. And, Wonderful. You know, I'm not sure what a lot of money is to some people. It's, to some people, it's more. Hey, and to some people, it's less. Bucks. So, you know. <laughs> I'm a rich man. <laughs> you know, I can say that, you know, we have some money, but I, I wouldn't say it's a lot of money, but, you know, but we're spending it. Um, and so... I think a very important thing that we're spending it on is uh, for the state park because one of the problems with the state park is Austin, right? Yeah. And it's our usership. Usership has increased tenfold this last year, except they're not registering when they go in. Oh my goodness! And so yes. that the usership, the the money that the state park gets is dependent on usership. And because we're not showing usership, our state park is not getting money. And so another thing on my strategic or action plan was that every year we need to give our state park something, right? So this year we gave them up to $5,000 in in-kind 
goods because you can't give them money because they can't spend it. It has to go back to Austin, yep. right? Yep. And then they're not going to get their cut because nope. our usership shows that we're hardly using our mountain. When I so was working, I'm sorry. That's an, that's an important thing to get out to your listeners totally. too, that you totally. need to sign up, you need to register so our state park can get what it's due, right? Yes, and that that I think should be one of the things you can um, educate people about mm-hmm. at these events. It's all about getting people together, spreading the knowledge, mm-hmm. the wisdom, the, the good work, spreading the fun and and that's how things grow. Right. Another thing, uh, well, I guess. Um, well, I was just going to say really quick. Um, so we, we bought them tables. We bought them shelving. But more importantly, we're buying them 100 sign posts that they're going to put in the state park. Um, and the stickers that go on them, that you know, that the directional arrows—they're going to be color coded. Yeah, they're, signage. Yeah, totally. yeah. And so that that signage, a hundred. I mean, they're going to go down into Palisades. That's so awesome. So it's an it's a it that's a big deal. The thing that people need <clears throat> to realize, and this is something that I learned uh, firsthand working for the park. You're, and you, you just said it. People aren't aren't registering. Mm-hmm. Which means the again you don't get the funding just like you said that the state park doesn't get the funding from headquarters from Austin, um, and that's why they can't hire more people. It's a mm-hmm. the Franklin Mountain State Park is massive. It is massive, and there are only a handful <laughs> of maintenance people, right. rangers. Which was, I was a maintenance ranger there, and we would take care of the trails and build. It was it was an all all inclusive job. We welded, we did everything. We yeah. I mean, they're just like, okay, this is the park. You do whatever you need to do. There you go. You you need something? You call us. Maybe we'll help you. <laughs> That's basically right. the way it was. Right. Um, so working at Tom Mays, it was very frustrating when you know we get people that would complain about um, mm-hmm. this or that. And it's like, well, register, dude. If we had. Just more people just filling out the thing. And I'll say this. You don't want to put the money in there. You don't want to buy a state park pass. Fine. If you're going to go in there and you're going to use the trails and you're going to walk past that little Iron Ranger box with the little registration slips, do everyone a favor. Do yourself a favor. Get a slip. Get the pen. Write down how many visitors are in your party. That's it. Throw it back in. Right. I'm not saying don't pay... Uh, I'm not advocating for like, you know, uh, uh, swindling the system. What I am saying is that's better than nothing. It is better because than nothing, they uh, the rule is that they have to count that mm-hmm. as a visitation. So they'll send it. They they collect on daily. They'll collect all the the boxes. The rangers will, and they'll count them up every morning, and then they they um, report to Austin mm-hmm. to headquarters, the state right. park in Austin, and that's the visit. Those are the visitations, money or not. State park pass or not, information, all that's not, if, but if there's something written down in the visitors, uh, how many visitors came, they have to count them. Right. So that's what we need. We need visitation. We need registered visitors, and that's how we get better funding, and that's how we, um, you know, get more people to get yeah. out there and, and put the get more employees because they need they really do need more. Well, the signs, I remember working there and we had these signs that we had to put up on Ron Coleman Trail, this uh-huh. really awesome hiking trail on the ridge yeah, of the mountain, yeah. and we had them forever. The laundry list of things that need to be done in the state park isn't just trail stuff. There's a ton of other stuff. Yeah. And and to be frank, like 
more pressing stuff, to be honest. <laughs> um, and by the time you say you're going to buy them all these signs, which is great, but by the time they get around to putting those in, and there's like, you know, these three or four dudes yeah. that are doing it, the, it's it's so slow moving. It so really is. We need yeah. more people in the state park working and doing this. We just need more help. And the the way that's going to happen is, I can't stress this enough, register right. when you use the park, please. Right. So that way we can, so our state park will get the money exactly. that it, it deserves. If you write a check, I think if you write a check directly to Franklin Mountain State Park, then they have their own little fund. Yeah. I have to double check on that. At least, uh, I don't know. But um, but you're right. If you just donate, like if you put in the donation box, anything in the do- donation box in the state park office, the main office, that goes to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't go to the park. So uh, it's tricky. It's yeah, tricky. It is. And, you know, right now I'm also on another board called the Friend, Franklin Mountain Friends Group, which is a brand new 501c3. We're still kind of in the process of getting all our paperwork together. Cool. But it is it is a friends group for our state park, specifically for our state park. And basically it's a fundraising group. So any money we make, um, again, it's got to be in kind. And I'm wondering if maybe even paying a purse personnel might be an in-kind kind of donation because they really do need more personnel. But um, that's, a, that's a new group that's, that's forming that I'm a part of. And hopefully, you know, it's, I think, I'm, I think it's going to be, that will be a successful group to raise money for our state park. Yeah. Um, it, and it's interesting. I, I have, we, another thing that I had, had on my action plan was to have an annual, an annual retreat for the board. And we did that um, in May. And we ha- we invited Sesad to to talk and to tell us what he needed, what he wanted for what his priorities were, so we could get get those things for him. And Cesar is the superintendent yeah, of the Franklin Cesar Mendez. Yeah. yeah, he's my old boss. Yeah, he's a Shout nice out guy. To say, uh, yeah, yeah I I, like he's a doctor. I thought. I think yeah. he's yeah, he's he's legit. He's, sharp. he's a sharp dude. <laughs> he is a legit dude. Um, yeah, and he was saying, you know, because of COVID, all the usership was up that they haven't been able to do anything but clean toilets, you know? I mean, it's it was crazy. just, you know, they need to be out there on the trails, you know, putting signage up and stuff, not cleaning toilets. Come on. I mean, that needs to happen you also. Know, it does, <laughs> I know, but, I you know. I used to clean those toilets there. Uh, you know, it's cleaning a toilet. Yeah, <laughs> I know, imagine. but, you know, come on. Yeah. They're... they're, they're there's not Just they pressing don't, other pressing things. So. They don't have the the uh, the funding. In the eyes of Austin, they see numbers. <clears throat> yep. They say, okay, you have this many visitors coming in, so you need this many people. It's a formula, you, you know, uh, people working at that park. Yeah. Or you get like a park like Bastrop uh, that has, I mean, tons of visitors. It's the way it's set up though, too, because right. you can funnel in the visitors and they have to register. Right. We're here in El Paso. I know, you can access anywhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And these Iron Rangers, it's an honor system. Yeah. People need to honor it. Yeah. And, and before you know it, though, you can start like here at Monks. Yeah. And I, you know, there's a new boundary, a state park boundary sign up there. I had no idea that the state boundary went went down, down that far. Yeah. I really didn't know it. You know what, what else people could do is... Um, well, there's an app, I think. There's well, an app that you can register on exactly. if you have a state park, right? Yeah, you can it's register. It's real simple. You can email them. You can call. Uh, you go out to the state park, you don't fill out anything, and you just go and do your thing. Yeah. And then the next day, then you know, say it's a weekend, um, call on Monday or whenever you can and say, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you know, I, I went and uh, 
use the park, you know, I went hiking or whatever, and they can jot down your registration. Or if you just email them and say, hey, uh, you know, this is, this is what we're going to do, or this is what we did. And they'll jot down those, those visitations. It's all about bumping up the numbers because it, if, if we had the, regist- the actual number of registrations or even half <laughs> of the amount of people that go out there on the weekends and hike and bike and do the thing, registered. We'd probably oh have my, a couple more rangers out the, there. The, the state park would get way more funding mm-hmm. and we'd have a beautiful thing going on for yeah. sure. Yeah. So can't stress it enough. I know where it's, yeah. I sound like a broken record right now. But. <laughs> no, but it is. It's kind of, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's really frustrating because it's, it's yeah. just this endless cycle that you just, you know, it, yeah. But it's good to have the BNBA that has this in mind. Yes, and and they're doing all, and you guys are doing all these other things. So, mm-hmm. um, what else is going? You said this retreat, you all. Uh, yeah, we had an. How annual do I get ret- in on this? Yeah, we had an. <laughs> well, it was just it's really for the board of directors, but you know, it was kind of a you know we had breakfast and we kind of sat and talked, and then we had an agenda for what we wanted to accomplish, and it basically is talking about this action plan on all these things that we need to do as an association, as a trails group. Um, and so that's basically what happened. I mean, that we talked about the races, bringing some races back. We're not a race organization, I have to say. I just want to, I just want to say that we do put on the puzzler, but our mission is not is not um, to bring races. Our mission is is to maintain our trails and to advocate for them. And and so um, so. Um, I guess I think what else happened at that retreat, um, we talked to, I'm not sure if that happened there, but we did have some, L, a, a representative of the L, the lost dog chain breakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're working with them too. And one of the things that's come out of that partnership is these new signs that we're going to put right, right now we can put one at our kiosk there at the lost dog trailhead. But I was in Moab a month ago or so, and I, you know, I was riding all the trails out there. It was pretty amazing. Oh my I, god, I, it's I've so never beautiful! Been, oh I've my never god, did the pilgrimage to Moab. Oh my god, you have to go. I know I have to go. I'm like it's so embarrassed beautiful. to say I haven't been to the Promised Land. <clears throat> but this, yeah, right? <laughs> and it is the Promised Land. It, it delivers. Yeah. <laughs> um, the signage is great. So I was taking pictures and posting them on Facebook of the signs and saying, you know, this is the kind of signage we need to have. Yeah. Well, they picked up on it and Lost Dog uh, Chain Breakers are doing a mock-up of these signs. And so we want to put some in the state park at some at um, the the interse- at some intersections and also I think one in the Lost Dog, the conservation easement. But, you know, we need buy-in from the state park and from Frontera and the city to be able to, to put them there. So but I did talk with Peter about that, Peter Svarsbein, and he loves the signs. We had a mock-up at the celebration for the conservation easement at Lost Dog last week, and we had the, the we had the signs there, and and basically it's t- teaching you how to how to um, yield for to another rider, you know, not to do cuts, um, and they're real nice pictures that show you why you shouldn't do it. So they're really good signs. They're informative and they're educational, and so for sure one of them is going to go up on the kiosk. Cool. But we so that's another we're we're. Uh, BMBA is giving Lost Dog Chain Breakers the money to do that. Okay, so that's awesome. These signs are going to be major signs. They're going to be big signs, and they're going to have to be dug in the ground. And so, um, and then uh, 
you know, talking to the people that are doing the Arroyo Park, they saw the signs also, or I provided it to them. Um, and, and they want to put them in the Arroyo too. Doing what at the Arroyo? What are you talking about? The signs, those signs that the LDCB are, are making a mock-up of. So basically it's kind of, it's not, it's etiquette, but it's how to, you know, stay on the trail. Don't cut, don't cut trails. Right. Um, this is how you pass a rider. You know, you don't get on the, you know, you kind of just pull over on the trail. You don't get onto the, you know, onto, right. onto the... To the main area outside the side of the trail, you pull over a little bit so that riders can go by. The main one that gets <clears throat> you touched on it a little earlier, and, I, and it like struck a nerve in me <laughs> was uh, when when people are uh, the right of way. So when pe- all right, everyone, you're out there riding bikes, right? <laughs> and there's someone going downhill. Another opportunity, <laughs> and then someone's going uphill on the same trail. Let the person who's going uphill do the thing. Yeah. Pull over, let them do it. It's a lot easier to start going downhill from a dead stop than an uphill yeah, <laughs> from right? a dead stop. The climber, <laughs> the climber has a right of way. Come on, yeah. Let's be cool. I don't know how many times that shit has happened. Where I'm like climbing, I look up and there's just somebody railing. I'm like, please, you're gonna stop, right? You're gonna stop, right? Like, ah, oh, shit, they're not gonna stop. So yeah. then I pull over and then. You know, you have to walk up or whatever. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. Again, you put your dropper <laughs> post down and you change your center of segment. gravity so you can yeah, get, just yeah. get the the, <laughs> the pedals moving. <laughs> but it's all. I mean, it's all good. Whatever. But that that's just yeah. one where personally it gets me. Yeah, you said earlier. I was like, yeah, I'm glad they're putting that shit on that, that sign. Uh, those signs yeah, out so, there. Yeah, and so I, you know, Peter really liked those signs, and so I, I yeah. think that's a good thing. I think. I'm really noticing a pivot in the city. I think they were hit in the head when Lost Dog passed. When they put out ordinance to save Lost Dog, they were not expecting, what was it, a, over 80% of, of the community wanted to preserve it. They were not expect. That's a big deal. More people vote. I don't know if this is true. That's, I heard that more people voted yes on that than they voted for the mayor in yeah. total. It was like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Like this is what people want. This right. is what the city. They were hit in the head. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it, 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 it was a big deal. It was a mandate. And it was a mandate to not just the city, but to the developers and to businesses, you know. Um, so Peter told me, and I think I can share that, this, um, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's open. Peter's a city rep, right? Yeah. Peter Sparsbein. Okay, yeah. He's the West Side rep. He's okay. got lost dog, right? Um he uh, he said that they added to their strategic plan, the city's strategic plan, ecotourism, which is fantastic. What it's does that great. Mean? Um, it means that they're looking at El Paso as being um, a bike destination, a hiking destination, outdoor is. activities all year long. Duh. You yeah. know, where it's cold <laughs> yeah. somewhere else, they can come right here in yeah. El Paso. It's El Paso has been under the radar for so long. Yep. And it, I, it's I, been I think undervalued. This, I think this is yeah. the one thing that has been consistent and probably will be consistent in not all episodes, but probably all of them. I don't know. Yeah. Is, uh, well, so far we're three for three. Is that <laughs> El Paso is amazing and people are starting to open up, yes. you know, to it and see it. Yeah. Um, not only those that have been in the right place at the right time or come from the right family that goes hiking or this or that. But uh, it's, I mean, even in my family, uh, I'm way different than 
You know, I come from, uh, uh, we didn't go hiking. We didn't go camping. We didn't, I mean, not that we didn't play outside or anything. We mm-hmm. did, you know, around the hood. Or, but I, I, I was born in Los Angeles and grew up in, you know, on a block, basically, yeah. in the middle of the city. And was taught to just stay indoors because, you know, you don't know about this person or that. It was, right. you know, it was a... It was what we had to do. And then coming out here, I remember being young and coming out here like fifth grade and being like, wait, I could just go, you know? <laughs> There's uh, a mountain there? <laughs> there was, well, there was yeah. a, where we grew up, it was, a, we never went to the mountain growing up. That wasn't until later on when I, I discovered mountain biking uh, yeah. as I, um, 16, 17 years old. But then, but, but up until that point, it was like going on to the desert and just exploring right. and hunting lizards and things like yeah. that. Like it opened up, something inside of me that I think is alive in every person or kid yeah. or, you know, it's, it's, it's needed. It's uh, missed. And we have such a, like a great situation here no, with this amazing. mountain yeah. and the city and this desert and stuff. So yeah, I, I really, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Actually. I appreciate that, that there's people like you and, and the BMBA and all in the Frontera Land Alliance and all these organizations and even these smaller ones like the Lost Dog Chain Breakers, which is just like a, a mountain a bike, bike club. club, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and everyone's working together with the city reps and the and the land developers, you mm-hmm. know, and the and we all need to come together. We all just everyone's just trying to eat, you know, everyone's just trying to be happy. We all want the same thing yeah. ultimately. God, especially being locked in for a year. It's, that know. that was a blessing in disguise. It really in a lot was, of ways. wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. <laughs> like, proved, you know, yeah. coming out of that, I mean, shit, I'm doing a podcast now because I've, <laughs> I haven't talked to people in a year and a half. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm going to talk to the world. No, but uh, right uh, I'm going to annoy the shit out of everyone. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But, but it's a beautiful thing. And, um, and we need the right, it's the timing. It's all about the timing. It's all about the people. And, yeah, I, so I'm stoked. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 um, I'm really excited. I really am. I really think that the city is, like I said, you know, they've added ecotourism to their. They can make a lot of money. Absolutely. They can bring in a lot of money if well, they do it right. You so. know, I want to go the other way real quick, and sure. and going um, to to members that are not on the board, just like a. Uh, Paying member of the BNBA, mm-hmm. you pay your what is it, twenty bucks, twenty five bucks? Yeah. Do, well, you get first a of all, how do, yeah, how does somebody <laughs> register? Actually, I've been giving those stickers out without. Um, so you, I mean, you go to our website and and you just join twenty five bucks. You can either join through Imba, uh-huh. um, and they will give <clears throat> us the money, or you can join just directly to the BNBA. Um, if you join through Imba, they'll send you a magazine. You know. And then we have stickers. So that was another thing that we kind of, I kind of looked at and said, well, we kind of need to give our members something more, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I pay my 20, 25 bucks, I get a sticker, but yeah. what is that? that can it get you a voice? Do you, do they vote it, on things? It, to, like, they have what? not in the past, mm-hmm. but that's changing also. So in, um, in June, we're having a general membership meeting. It's a, I, as far as I know, it's the first one. I don't know if they've had them before. They haven't since I've been on the board. Um, but basically we're having a board meeting in front of the membership and, and I, I would like to invite non-members, um, so that we can be transparent about, you know, our finances on all of that and let yeah. them know what we're doing. I think basically what we're doing that here. Is important. Yeah. Um, so, and that, that's, you know, that's part and parcel for a board is you usually have a general membership meeting. At this point, the board of directors is still doing officers, um, 
<clears throat> and board of directors who's on the board, um, on the board of directors. And that's got to change. It's not going to change this year, perhaps next year when we can still, we can bring in more members and, and, and teach them about what the BMBA is and how, how it functions. And, and then you can do the membership um, appointing the board of directors, right? So, right. Um, so this year, it's, we're kind of still kind of feeling it out and see how it works. Let our members know that, you know, this is what you're going to, you get a general, you're, you're going to get an annual board meeting or a membership meeting. We're going to have some food. Um, we're going to be there from six to nine in the state park. We've reserved the visitor center and, um, and they, we're going to go for a ride after our meeting, um, cool. you know, at night in the, you know, we have the keys to the gate. So, Sweet. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to, right? That, that's what you get when you work with partners, right? When, you, idea, when you play nice. Yeah, and, totally, totally. Well, the idea of becoming a member, right? Like, okay, I figured out, or I, I say someone's like, oh man, I found mountain biking and this, this is great. Oh, there's an mm-hmm. organization. Cool. Oh, I get to be a part of it, like for in a real way right. and, and hear what's going on and be invited. There's no closed doors and, and you know, you get that sense of ownership and that, yeah. and that, you know, it, it, then they give a shit, right. you know, in a real way. Right. Um, that is important. I think that that is something that a lot of people don't put enough value on. Right. And um, it's $25 yeah. for the year. I mean, right. it's really, it's nothing. And you know that your money basically, I mean, we're a volunteer board. We do not get paid. I might like to change that at some point, um, but we don't get paid. We don't make money off of being on the board. There's other boards that get paid, but we're not, a, we're, we're a volunteer board and we're a very hardworking board. We're a working board. There's some boards that you know, they get together and, you know, kind of just shoot the shit um, every two months. We get together every month. We have an executive committee meeting before our meeting, a week before. Um, and then we go out and do all this work. And the money that the membership is providing goes to things like the state park, like what we've been able to give the state park. The races and all the stuff. The signage for LDCB, yep. the signage that's going to go into the Arroyo Park. We... Um, uh, that was something Dave had motion had did it was an action item Dave and Rob about giving two thousand twenty actually twenty five hundred to Moss EP for signage and repairing the jumps in Arroyo in Billy Rogers Arroyo Park. Um, we also allocated some money for I think they've already been paid for those two organizations those homeowner associations our neighborhood associations that are working with Masi P in the Arroyo. So they each got $250 each, the, you know, Kern Place Association and um, the Rim Road Association. So, that was a bummer that they tore down those tra- those jumps yeah, in they the Arroyo did, Park. They, they didn't tear them all down. I think that what more Some of a of bummer was, was, um, you know, and God bless the kids being out there, they didn't know what they were doing, but they were destroying the flora and fauna around them. So, you know... Those jumps have been there forever. I you gotta know, say one thing. I though. know who built them. <laughs> yeah, totally. The the there is uh when you say destroying the flora and fauna, when the city came out and tore oh, yeah. them down, they oh, leveled yeah, and ripped was, out so many oh, bushes and mesquites and stuff. I was like, this is 
Disgusting. Yeah. It was better if you just left it. Yeah. But even before then, even before then, you know, those jumps were pretty hidden. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been, it's one of, when I come, I'm staying in, I'm living in New Mexico right now and I'm not sure I'm coming back, but (laughs) I do come to visit. And I love, I love, I I ride to ride too. I come to ride. I I will always bring my bicycle when I come. Um, But I love riding monks. I just, I love, I've been running, I've been trail running that area forever. Um, Messed up my knee and that's why I'm mountain biking now. But, um, so it's just my favorite. It's just, I feel like it's mine. <laughs> I feel like it's my Arroyo. Because <laughs> I was also involved in, in years and years, many years ago in saving the Arroyo because they wanted to develop that years ago. They wanted to develop everything. Yeah. But they really were, it, they were, it had to be donated. Anyway, I, I get off, off. But okay. so I, 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 I was riding it one day and I'm like, what happened here? Oh my God, you can see all the jumps. And I just thought somebody is going to complain about these jumps because you can see them now. Yeah. And it's because they were getting so much usage. The kids were building all these crazy trails that they're just not That's necessary. What we used to do. Oh, it's just so awful. I was like, oh, my Arroyo. It's, it's a cool thing. On. It's a DIY. I mean, we talked about uh, episode two. Of hopefully by, well, by the time this one comes out, you know, yeah. hopefully you would have listened to it already. And and the conversation I had with Phil was, was fun. But uh, we talked a lot about that being young and like, or I did anyway, <laughs> about building these these jumps and like empty lots and places where we weren't, you know, private property. And it's going to happen. Yeah, It's going to happen regardless. So the uh, the idea of like working together and the city being like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's work together. Let's give you a designated area. That way you have somewhere to go. Because that's the thing is like, these kids need somewhere to go. They do. You know, and, and uh, everyone needs something a little different. So let's have something a little different for everyone. Right. right? And, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. And stoked. we have the land for it. <laughs> yes, I'm really happy that uh, that you're in the position that you're in, and you guys are doing what you're doing. Yeah. I, hundred percent, from the bottom of my heart, like I'm very grateful for it um, and what I'm hearing. So thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that you know we're making some progress. Our name is getting out there again. Um, you know, it's not just a beer drinking club. I think it started out as a beer drinking it club. It always will be. Let's be real. <laughs> we, do, we do. I do miss that because we, you know, our board, our board of director meetings used to be at, you know, Artavino's, and we'd get pizza and beer, and you know, we'd have our meeting there. I remember. And uh, now it's all Zoom, right? For now, Sunset you know? Pizzeria. Back in the day when I was, I'm 37 oh, yeah. now, so 20 years ago when I was working for a bike company, or 20-ish years ago, I don't know. I was a kid. And uh, Mike, the owner then, he would, he, after work, we were right just a block or so away from Sunset Pizzeria right there on, yeah. on Mason Executive. And, and that's where the meetings were, would happen. Yeah. And hey, Radish, oh, right. the puppy came to visit. And these meetings, you know, we'd show up, drink a beer, hang out, yeah. whatever. And it was like a dozen people, you know. And you say, uh, oh, you don't know if these uh, all-inclusive meetings have ever happened before. Those were the first ones. <laughs> 
I, everybody was like, okay, sure, whatever. And and everything was out in the open and there was a real pure, I mean, those were the beginning yeah, days of it. So it was real pure and awesome. Yeah. I think if we want to really make an impact though, um, you know, the first meeting I went to, I, I didn't know if I wanted to be on the board and I just kind of went and there, it's, you know, I'm used to being on board. So I know how they function and they're pretty boring. They can be boring. Well, knowing the game uh, but, is important. Yeah, but you, you gotta have that organization in exactly. order to accomplish things. And there was all this crosstalk and oh, you know, Dave was talking about the epic ride he'd just been on, and then and then they would they would talk about something on the agenda, and then they'd go crosstalk again. And I was like, I walked out of there, my head was hurting. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> We, well, you, you know, know. <laughs> I'm going to be on the board. We got to accomplish things. And so, you know, so I, I, I was on, so I came on the board and I was secretary and right off the bat, I just kind of started organizing them because they, they did need a little bit of organization. So, you know, so we can follow a direction and, and make things happen. Yeah. And your heart's yeah. in the right place. It you, is. It is. We probably should have started with this, but um, you ride. I you do love it. it. I, I love it. <laughs> I, just as much as anyone else. And I I think it's awesome that, you know, you like you you go to Mo. Actually, I haven't been to Moab. And, yeah. and you you're going to Angel Fire. Yeah, I'm right? going to Angel Fire Angel again. Fire. Yeah. All all those Next things week, right? have really made me a better rider. You know, I started kind of seriously mountain biking late in life. I've always had a bicycle. I've had a mountain bike before, but I never really, you know, I've always been a trail runner. Um and you know, with age I'm hurting and things are, you know, having surgeries here and there. And, you know, it's just, it's changing my, you know, changing what I do. And so, um, but, you know, mountain biking gives me the reach that it gives me more reach than what trail running did. Yeah, And that's why, I mean, I, I love all of it, but because I can get in there, um, the reach that it gives me is just amazing. I get, you know, going up, riding on scenic is, God, it's just, once you get way up there, it's like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe it. I just, Scenic, you know, the, the mountain bike trail that's called mount, Scenic yeah, Trail. Yeah, yes. there's a, there's, so for those listening, it's not Scenic Drive, the, no. the lookout point. There's a, in the Franklin Mountain State Park, there's a, a dirt trail that's called Scenic. And it is it's, scenic. You get up oh that mountain, God, way it's up just there. Amazing, yeah. It's something else. Yeah, yeah, it gives me chills. I just, it's thrilling when I'm up there. It's like when I finally make it up there. You ever been up um, there on a sun, like and caught a sunrise from up there? No. Oof. No, I oh, highly I bet it's amazing. It. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. you gotta wake up early and you know get up there, but uh, you get it's yeah. worth it. At yeah. least once. Yeah, it's worth it. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it's it I to me mountain biking has changed my life. I just I ride everywhere I can. I take every opportunity to go on a bike trip. Um I've taken some skills classes and you know, I'm 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 on like mid-level jumps now. I uh, last time I was in Angel Fire with Annie, you know Annie, yeah. my friend Annie Herkin. Shout out to Annie. Shout out to Annie. I love Annie. She's the best. Yeah, you need to have us back as old lady mountain bikers and talk Hey, we can go as long as you want. I'll call it right now. Get over here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so last, I've been to Angel Fire several times now. And the the third time, I think, was with Annie. And she's been going out there a lot. So she's getting, she's a really good downhiller now. And um, so she was taking me on some harder trails. And we were doing some little, kind of little jumps, you know. And then, you know, maybe after the third you know, third time down, the third run, I, I, 
at the end of it, I said, I need to get a full face. <laughs> I'm getting a little cocky here. <laughs> well, you know, you, I'm glad you went that way. Instead of being like, I need to tone it down. You're like, no, I'm, I'm shredding. I need some shoulder need pads, some, yeah. <laughs> some knee pads. Because I'm going to send it. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. And you're our president. Yeah. You're sending it. It was super yes. fun. <laughs> yes. It's just super fun. And you kind of, it kind of gets a, you know, oh, it's just so fun. Um, <laughs> you know, you can start out on a green trail at the top and end up on a black and you're like, what the? Where did I make that wrong turn? <laughs> we, we we did one and we went, ended up on this huge tabletop. <laughs> We're like, what? How do you even ride this? <laughs> I had no idea. We we got to the top and oh my god, I was sweating. I thought, oh my god, this is the scariest thing ever. I mean, huge tabletop. And you can't get enough of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm learning how to use how to do them. But yeah, the first time that we did that, we ended up on this black at the end with these big tabletops and it was like, wow, oh, man. this is a little scary. Uh, yeah, I think we're better now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was in Moab with me the, a couple of weeks ago and we did some really pretty, yeah, we're getting better. We're just, we're getting better. Gotta get her yeah. on the board. She's, yeah. she's, a, she's an awesome she's person. A she knows her shit. Yeah. She does know her shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we'll wrap it up. We're at about an hour. I'm, I'm right. slowly getting these things a little shorter yeah. <laughs> with every episode. Yeah, but, no, I want to give a shout out to Rob because I just saw him because I I just kind of shredded my my uh, sidewalls on my bike and I had to I want to ride and I don't know if I need to buy a new tire. Or not. <laughs> What's going to happen? I'll let you know. Rob, you, yeah, I just want to give him a shout out because you know Crazy he, Cat, I bought, owner of Crazy Cat, by the way, owner yeah. of Crazy Cat. Mm-hmm. And when he I first started his shop, I bought his the first mountain bike that he sold. Really? And yes, it was a no purple way. Scott, twenty six inch. Yes. Tell me, you still have it? No, oh. I don't have it. Do I have it? No, I don't have it. I I'm, I don't know what it was. Heavy as shit. I bet. <laughs> it was heavy as shit. Um, but yeah, crap. I was I was around when um, they opened. I was there when they opened the, their shop. You're no an G. Yeah, and we used to uh, <laughs> we used to do these crazy rides to what is. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, we'd be there. We'd go over there sober, but we weren't so sober <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> and so anyway, he you know I've known Rob for a long long time, and you know Rob is near and dear to me uh, and yeah. you, and I'm sure a lot he's, of other people. He's uh, a special person. He is a special person. I he's need still to get him here. on here. I read. He's one person. He's I, a I great wrote a guy to list. have. I wrote, yeah. I wrote a list when I first had the idea to do this. So I'm many. like, who do I want to have on here? And right away, I was like, man, that guy. I worked at Crazy Cat for a little while when we yeah. first moved back from Florida. And uh, and after work, you know, we'd hang out, drink a beer, whatever. And he had these stories of going to Europe and, and I don't know, just these opening the first shop. And, you know, the when Bicycle Company closed down, you know, we, of course, that was where I grew up working. Mm-hmm. And it was really, uh, you know, I felt it for sure. And uh, he was kind of, Put his hand on my shoulder and was like, "Yeah, man, this sucks." Like, and and he was start telling stories about he and him and Mike and yeah. and when they were all kind of starting up because I guess back in what ninety five ish is when he opened up mm-hmm. when, shot, when Crazy yeah. Cat opened up and and Bike Company somewhere mm-hmm. around there and uh, and how he would uh, they would go to these meetings together and talk about bike lanes and talk about 
well, basically the same thing, like advocacy and right. growing and, and how can they give back to the community? And so his heart is and always has been there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and those two, both of them. Um, I used to trail run with, with Mike before Monks was there. So we would bushwhack. We yeah. bushwhacked that. He's the king of bushwhacking, and, that guy. And he built Monks. <laughs> Mike built that trail. He did Monks. He built Monks. So yeah, we used to trail run. Uh, we should, used to trail run those, and you know, I had these crazy Adidas that probably weren't the trail running shoes, but they were <laughs> they were clunky and they they worked. <laughs> they were really ugly, but that's what I you know trail run in. Then it was back in '95, and those trails weren't there yet. Yeah, were the trailblazers? Yeah, they were like in a real way. In the Arroyo, there were no trails. <laughs> And so, now we have, yeah. I mean, now, yeah, it's, uh, and to, to think about where we are now in the situation, in the situation that, you know, that we have with the, just the vast trail network that we have, the mm-hmm. state park and monks and vertigo and the Arroyo Park and all these things. It's really cool. Um, yes, yeah, we are I mean, lucky. We I keep, are very I always, lucky. whenever I'm on the trails here, I say, God, we're so lucky. Yeah. It's going to be the slogan of the podcast. I think El Paso is the shit. It is. <laughs> we are so lucky and so we good. need to work to keep them and maintain them. Let's work together. We song. are. It sounds, I'm, thanks. I can't thank you enough I'm for there. doing what you're doing. Yeah, you I'm always here. have been there and now you're, you're still there. And please everyone, one more time. <laughs> Fucking register <laughs> <laughs> with the state park. Get your passes. Just at it's least so easy. at least get an envelope and write down. Uh, you know that you're using it. Yeah. You know, whatever. Just, <laughs> let's let's make it happen. Come on. Make it happen. Yeah. Come on. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Much thanks, love, Richie. Respect, everybody. Thanks Igualmente. for listening. And uh, take care. Until next time. Peace.